You are listening to the Her Money Matters podcast, episode number five. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Her Money Matters podcast. This is Jen Hemphill. I'm so grateful and excited to have you here from wherever you are listening today. Today, I have a very special guest, a super fun person to talk to, and we're going to learn about her and her money story. So welcome, Adriana Domingos-Lufer. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you, Jen. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited about Her Money Matters because it does. It it surely does. (laughs) So let me tell you a little bit about Adriana or Adriana. Uh, She is a proud military spouse, a mother of two, a passionate entrepreneur. She loves creating and sharing opportunities uh, with military spouses and community members. Uh, She has uh, uh, various businesses. So she's super busy. I still can't believe how she manages it all. So she has uh, MSB New Media, a Next Gen Mill Spouse, and a subscription box service uh, featuring military spouse and veteran-made products na- named Spouse Box. And I still need to order one of those, <laughs> Adriana. So Get them while they go quick. Oh, they do. <laughs> That's the thing. So, and I also, and aside from that, I wanted to tell you, she is just that type of person that immediately you just can say she can be just like this really good friend. That's the type of person on online. That's the type of person that, that I see. So I think she are really going to enjoy her. So I'm excited to have you here. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to get started. So tell me, Um, what are we talking about today? Awesome. So first I wanted to, so you can, uh, I know a little bit about you, but if you could just give me a little background on you. Sure, sure. Um, so, like you, you said, I'm a mom of two. Uh, I just celebrated my 11th wedding anniversary. Congratulations! So, Woohoo! Thank you. Um, and uh, you know, as an Air Force spouse, I move around, and uh, personal finances is just something that's always been a passion point for me. Some people have hobbies, you know, other hobbies. Mine is super dorky, and it's money. Um, <laughs> but it's funny that I'm so glad that you invited me on because when I first got started, I started as a personal finance blogger. So um, I'm just really excited to talk about all of these wonderful uh, personal finance tips. Um, all right, so. Adriana, tell me, how did you grow up around money? Uh, I grew up in a household. Uh, my parents were always, you know, pretty pretty open. Not like a total open book about money. Like we we didn't always talk about like the nitty gritty details, uh, but they were very very um, passionate about saving. Uh, and saving in traditional vehicles like savings accounts, right, and savings right. bonds. Um, and one of the things that they always told us, like if we ever got money for Christmas or for a birthday, they had a rule that we had, we could spend half and we had to save the other half. Oh, okay. So yeah. And that was something that was ingrained in me from very, very young. Like I always remember having to um, set aside half of our gift money or half of anything uh, for saving purposes. Um, 
so we, we talked about it. I, I, I think a little bit, and my parents, hopefully they, they don't listen to this podcast and feel bad, but you know, so they, they would fall into the trap of, we can't afford to do something yeah. um, like, uh, you know, well, we just can't afford to do that. Or we, we can't afford to, that, that phrase is something that uh, I grew up with. Um, and it was something that always, as a kid, it always frustrated me. So I adopted something new, which I'm sure we could talk about later. Uh, but growing up, um, yeah, I had a pretty, a very healthy relationship with money. Saving was at the cornerstone of what I did. Uh, I never got into consumer debt in college and I, I attribute Beautiful. that to their conservative, you know, they, they, I mean, they were conservative savers. They were not risk takers. They, didn't buy houses. They didn't invest in, you know, the mutual mutual funds or stock market or bonds or anything like that. But they were they were what I would call your heart, you know, your traditional American saving family. You know, put some away in savings for a rainy day. Perfect. Yeah, and I can completely relate because I grew up around the same thing where uh, my parents were the word the famous phrase of the day: we can't afford us. You know, we can't afford that. And that definitely frustrated me for sure. But I noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed growing up that even though you turn that around, that it still affected you in some way. I mean, I know it did for me. So I became very frugal and, and it's good to be a okay. saver, but um, it's also good to enjoy life. Don't you agree? I, I agree. I, and I think it's it's all about striking that balance. Uh, Absolutely. Moderation. Moderation is a huge part of just my lifestyle in general, but it's definitely part of how I approach money. Um, I, I always said that the Atkins approach to budgeting was never one for me. <laughs> you are too um, funny. Oh, goodness. Now, tell me, I know one thing that we have definitely have in common, uh, well, we have various things in common, but you were... Um, also an AFC, an accredited financial counselor. I know you mentioned your, uh, you were started in personal finance blogging. So what do you feel you do well with money? I think one of the things that I do well with money is um, being really aware of what is going, you know, what goes at, what, what's coming in and what's going out. Uh, I think that that's probably one of the the most important oh, absolutely. things that everybody has to master is really, really knowing what kind of money are you playing with and how much money are you actually spending? Cause I think that that's the first question anybody has to answer before they move forward in planning for the future. Uh, so, so the idea of being aware uh, around money is something that I, I think I'm really good at. And I think another, another thing that I'm very good at is, um, projecting forward, like okay. thinking future forward. So knowing that a latte today might mean, you know, no vacation in three months. <laughs> Especially if you do lattes every day. Well, <laughs> yeah, times. as long as you, or if you build it into your budget like I do, but you know, there, right. there are choices. Every, every purchase you make um, doesn't put you in a, it, it, it may delay another goal. Right. So I, I'm very goal oriented. I guess that would be a good thing. I, I, I'm good at setting goals, money goals. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Now, are you the money manager in the home? Just being with all this savviness that you have around money. Well, you know, it's, it's funny that you ask this. It's, it's getting ready to change. Yes. Really? I have been the money manager for, uh, a, a, well, all my, you know, all my earning life. 
But in our marriage, I'm married to um, a spender. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, he's he, he's a recovering spender. We'll call it that. He's, oh, he's moved funny. a lot towards moderation. Um, but he's actually getting ready to take over uh, the personal finances, okay. just day to day operations. Uh, and that's because with business, with the businesses that I have going on, I also run the books on those. Oh my gosh. And yeah, it's been a little bit overwhelming to tackle both the personal budget and the business budgets. And I just need. I need some separation um, right. from managing so many budgets. So he's going to be taking it over. We're actually doing turnover uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yes, you heard I that right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes, we're doing turnover. Um, and uh, we're going to be walking through the, you know, basically the state of the budget today. <laughs> and looking at all the bills, walking through all the different payment portals. Okay. Um and all that good stuff. So he's going to be handling it. But yes, I was the money manager in the past. I'm still going to be an active participant. Right. Because As there's, you, you cannot to. be, right. You can't be passive in a relationship. Um, Absolutely. So even if you're not the money manager, you must know what's going on. So um, he's just going to be taking the lead, but I'm going to be watching. Right. And I love that you bring that up because that's something that I really, really try to uh, communicate with clients that even if you're not uh, the money manager, you have to be in the know what's going on because not not that only not only will that affect what you're doing financially, but your relationship. So if you are be if you know have a clear financial picture of what's going on, you're gonna be uh, spending a little more, better, right? And yeah. you're gonna be able to communicate that stress that. Because let's face it, uh, stress in a relationship, a lot of it comes with, you know, because of money. Uh, so that will also help. So I'm glad that you brought that up and kudos to your husband for doing that. That's great. Yeah, um, I'm excited about it. it. It'll be interesting. I'm kind of having, I'm not going to lie. I'm having control issues, but <laughs> we'll get through this. Yes, you will. You will. Well, tell me, how about uh, what is the best money you've spent? The best money I've ever spent would be two things. It would be on a property manager. Okay. Um, and on, um, uh, on having a financial advisor uh, mm -hmm. run over our finances with us. So I'm going to talk about the property manager quickly. That was the best money ever spent because as a military family, you know, we're constantly moving. We had, we had an unexpected PCS come up uh, a few years back and the housing market was just not where it needed to be for us to sell and recover any kind of profit off of our home that we had purchased. Uh, I knew we were going to be far away and a property manager finding a, the right property manager, which we did really removed the stress oh, from managing cool. our rental. Um, and it was just worth every penny. Um, our, our property manager has been able to ensure that our property, you know, stays intact and is a good investment and has found, you know, handles everything that, um, related to the, the house so that we can treat it like an investment and not like a burden. And it's great. Uh, the financial advisor, and actually this is some, this is some good money I need to spend again because it's been a while <laughs> since we've done this. Um, I think like any time you go get a physical for your body, uh, your finances sometimes need a tune up too. And even though mm -hmm. I'm a, you know, Jen and you and I are financial professionals or you're a financial professional and I'm an ex financial professional. Um, you still are. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's important to get a fresh set of eyes on your finances. Sometimes you might think that you know what the issues are or what you really need to be focused on. And it might not be that you just might be too, too close to the situation um, to really get a good handle on something. And I know the last time we had a financial, uh, an appointment with our financial advisor, um, it was a, he at that time, he was able to identify some gaps that we had overlooked and set some goals for us. And it really helped us refocus our spending. So those were the, those are the two things that I think were the best buys for our money. Right. Um, well, they are. And I, I can attest to, to both. And uh, that property manager, <laughs> we've used one in the past. And yes, the stress alleviation is, oh my gosh, it's, it's amazing. So that is, I like that. Loved it. And so do you prefer cash when you spend cash, check, or credit? I know checks aren't used that much anymore, but. I use them more than I thought I would when I was like a spry 18-year-old. And I would just give my mom the stank eye for writing a check at the grocery store. Um, But I use checks more often than, you know, I do use them more than I ever thought I would. I think it's good and important to know, um, to have checks Mm -hmm. just in case. Um, but no, we, we function on credit um, month to month for many reasons, uh, one of which is we really do uh, pay off our credit card every month. So we rack up points on mm-hmm. our credit cards, and we use, we use the credit cards as a tool for uh, generating extra, you know, mad cash for vacations and other things. Um, but the reason that we also function on credit is that we're a constantly on the go family. Uh, we're constantly traveling and I feel that credit card, making purchases on credit cards is safer. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had situations where, um, we've had fraud and the fraud protection on our credit card was able to, you know, protect the, protect our transactions. And it's not, as forgiving on a debit card. Um, we have some really great, you know, uh, vacation policy also on our credit card that we've paid for, you know, vacations on. And if there was adverse weather or something like that, our credit card would have covered it. There's just great protections with our card. Um, but we know ourselves, right? So we budget knowing that all expenses have to go on the credit card. And then that money has to directly come out of the checking account to pay off that credit card bill every month. Um, so it's just something that we've adopted that works for us. Um, it doesn't work for everyone and that's okay, but it, but yes, purchase, we, we prefer credit because we feel that it's safer. Right. Right. And now tell me with credit, of course, you mentioned Mm -hmm. you pay it on the credit and then pay it off um, at the end of the month. So there has to be a lot of communication involved between you and your husband to make sure that you don't go over. Uh, Right. So tell me a little bit, how do you handle that? Well, we have a, we have a single purchase item rule. Okay. Um, So neither of us can make a single purchase of an item that is $50 over the, over the cost of $50. Okay. Um, So typically, to be honest, I do most of the household uh, purchases. So we know what our grocery budget is. So I know how much I, you know, I have to spend at the grocery store. And, you know, we both have gas expenses, but we're typically not shopping willy nilly. If that makes sense. Yes. Um, Most of our our shopping is planned and it's coordinated. Uh, That helps. Yeah, it does help. Uh, 
we had a we had a problem not a problem we'll, we'll just <laughs> we had a we had, we had a roadblock um a couple about six years ago uh, and my husband being the spender that he is um I would sometimes send you know he'd be like oh I'll go pick up you know milk at such and such big box store uh, and he would come back with like milk and a DVD and a screwdriver and a t-shirt <laughs> and uh you know we we noticed that we were getting this like black hole in our credit card where I couldn't determine exactly what we bought you mm-hmm. know at that what that particular store so we had like a come to Jesus moment where uh I was like dude we can only go in and buy what's on the list. So now we really do talk about any additional uh, purchases. There's very little that I don't know ahead of time or he doesn't know ahead of time uh, of what we're going to be doing, you know, and that's, that's typical stuff like the girl's clothing or, you know, stuff for the house. So we, we have really open communication and that's the key. And you said it, Jen, Um, we talk about everything. There are no secret purchases. We, we share all of our accounts are joint, which Mm -hmm. is also, you know, every, couple does it different, but for us, we were, we were in it on a joint, um, basis. So that requires that we just communicate often and regularly. And we do. So we're constantly checking in. Right. And I know everybody differs, but we're also on a joint, um, but everybody has sometimes their, their own systems and, and it works for them. So before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Uh, but yeah, for us, it's definitely uh, joint as well. So I think you've already, I was going to ask you, are you a saver or a spender? And I, right. you've already told us your husband's definitely the spender. <laughs> and I've kind of gathered that you are a saver. You still consider yourself a saver? Yeah, I, I am a saver. Um, I, I am, I started very stingy, mm-hmm. which is a difficult place to be yes. <laughs> when yes. you live with a spender. Um, and I think what we've done is like in any good relationship, and I think that it comes with age too and growing, you know, and actually having income because, um, when I, once you have an income, I don't know, um, I was never accustomed to having an enormous amount of money at my disposal. Mm -hmm. So whatever I had, I wanted to hoard. Um, But as we've, as, as we've gone on, we, what we've learned is that putting certain things on autopilot helped stave off my like stingy, like tendencies. So like, I know that when the money hits our checking account, we've already saved, we've Mm -hmm. already invested We've already, you know, certain things have already come out of our uh, net income uh, that leaves us disposable income. So whatever's in our checking account is disposable income. I can rest assured knowing that that's the money that we have after we've saved. And that makes me feel better. Oh, so absolutely. That, that is huge. Um, and I don't feel like I'm constantly having to, you know, spy at the checking account and say, oh, my gosh, do we have enough set aside? Because it's already it's already been, you know put into an IRA or put into TSP or put into a 401k, um, whatever it's all been taken care of. So putting that kind of stuff and making that a priority, let me loosen up a little bit. And, and we all have our vices too. So, you know, I I do, I have a, I have a latte factor. (laughs) (laughs) And right. And I've, and it's funny you mentioned that because I feel like, goodness, you know, we're, we're so much alike in those times because in those ways, because 
Mm-hmm. I had a hard, hard time, especially my husband being a spender. And of course, over the years, things have gotten better. And I think he's, in a sense, he opened up my eyes to, okay, yes, um, I grew up with that mentality of, okay, I think because my parents always said there wasn't enough money. So that's affected me. I'm like of having to have that money because I didn't want to. Yeah. Ha- but then I didn't spend it and didn't enjoy it. So what good does that good do you? So, you uh, you know, we talked about the balance and everything. Uh, but I think him being the opposite of me it, and, and obviously me being the opposite of him, it kind of helped us balance each other out. It's true. And you kind of meet in the middle, like, absolutely. because now he's very conscious and he'll oh, say things absolutely. like, uh, nah, it's not really worth it. Let's not do that. Or mm, do we, you know, we don't need the appetizers. Why don't we share an entree? And I, and I appreciate that. So I, it's nice. Right. The appetizers and popcorn at the movies. That's his thing. He has to have (laughs) popcorn at the movies is a hard line for me. I have to have popcorn at the movies, the whole bucket butter. I don't care. We're eating popcorn. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now, uh, tell me, I you spoke a little bit about it, uh, but tell me about how your personal finances are managed in the home. If you have a certain system, I know you talked about automation, or do you have a certain way? To, um, speak to that a little bit. Yeah, sure. So um, we start by, uh, and we're actually, this is what, something that we're getting ready to do right now, is a couple times, um, probably probably quarterly, we sit down and do a massive scrub. Um, I love your terms. (laughs) A massive (laughs) scrub. I love it. Yes. uh, So we know like what our rent is. We know what our, you you know, what our bills are, what our must, you know, whatever obligations and our must pays are. And right now our only must pay is the mortgage. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a a total obligation that we have uh, because, you know, we own the house, but everything else and rent, of course, Mm -hmm. but everything else is flexible and it all has to, you know, we're not, we know what we absolutely have obligated ourselves to pay. So bills and all of that good stuff. Um, That baseline lets us know, how much money we have to spend within a given month. Um, we are, we, when we first started managing our money, we were very meticulous. I was very meticulous. Uh, we sat down with an Excel spreadsheet. I'm an, I'm a spreadsheet person. Um, we're both spreadsheet people. Uh, so we live in Excel with formulas and all of that good stuff. And we do scenarios and we do what if budgets. Um, so what we'll do now is every three months or so, we'll pull all of our statements down and do a line item scrub okay. where we go down and we make sure that our spending is still in line with our budget okay. goals. Um, and because we have things like our savings on automatic pilot, you know, autopilot where, you know, money's going to the savings account, money's going to investments, money's going to that. Typically those numbers don't change. So where, where we see things, um, so basically, we just sit down and we constantly measure. You know, we just kind of do like a quarterly budget scrub. Um, we we don't do we don't pull our statement every every single month and study that. We go into the account and we review right. probably once a week, okay, and just make sure all of the purchases look right. That we didn't, you know, we found some duplicate purchases at times where we had to put in, you know, calls to the credit card company and say, hey, we got charged twice for this. Right. Um, but, you know, we just, we're monitors, we're scanners. We scan and then quarterly we sit down and we scrub. 
So I hope that that no, makes sense. No, no that, I like that. love it. So what would you say uh, would be your worst purchase or your worst money spent? Ooh, worst money spent. Worst money spent. It's actually a funny story. Okay. It was a group. It was it was a Groupon. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to hear about this. <laughs> so, um, the worst money we ever spent was on a Groupon, and I have to say, it wasn't we spent; it was I spent. And for being a professional financial counselor at the time, I should have known better. Um, it's it's called always read the fine print and do your homework. So there was this great group on, and I thought I was going to be awesome because I'm very much so not the planner in our relationship when it comes to like remembering anniversaries and date nights and stuff like that. That's very much in his wheelhouse and not mine, but I thought I was going to be awesome. And I saw this group on come down for $50 for $100 uh, at this restaurant who shall not be named. (laughs) And hindsight being what it is, I interpreted that as the $100 being enough to cover the dinner. Like we were getting dinner for like half price. Well, we went to this place. It was super posh. There were only six tables in the whole restaurant. Mm -hmm. There was an executive chef, came out, said, you know, we're going to have all these courses. And he introduced each course. And he was like, I was like, I got a group on. This is great. You know, they said, you want to do the flight of wine? And I was like, yeah, let's do the flight of wine. How much more could it possibly be? <laughs> well, around course four, uh, Michael turns to me and he's like, um, so dude, uh, did you check? How, did you check prices? I didn't see any prices. I was like, dude, I have a group on. <laughs> it's half off. We're good. We're fine. Um, and he's like, really? You didn't check the prices? I was like, I mean, I went to the website. I didn't really see anything. Um, well, so at the end of the sixth course, they bring out the bills. And Michael and I are sitting next to each other, and we never hide anything. So we're just, like, sitting in, and he opens the folio, and I kind of cock my head to the left, and I look at the price. And then we look at each other, and we close it <laughs> because we were shocked. Oh, my goodness. I- and then we opened it again. And uh, $346.82 later. And you remember the uh, up to the penny. <laughs> up to the penny. And, of course, he's like, I hope you brought the group on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, anyways, so what, what ultimately went down? Yeah, so it was, it was ridiculously expensive. I obviously did not read the group on carefully. Um, so even those of us who do this for a living, we make mistakes. Absolutely. Um, and it, it was, it wasn't necessarily the worst money ever spent, but it was one of the largest and most painful money lessons I've, I've, I've had. Um, uh, and luckily we, you know, we had the cushion because it could have sucked if we didn't, you know, we, we had the cushion to be able to, you know, eat that up. You know, we, maybe I didn't have a couple lattes for a long time <laughs> to make up for that. But, you know, as soon as we went home, we went on the website, we did our homework and he's like, you see, the prices were right there. And why didn't you read the fine print on the Groupon? And so I've never lived it down. And I actually don't buy Groupons anymore. I was going to say, you probably don't buy Groupons anymore, do you? Yeah, but they are fantastic. You just have to really read the fine print. Um, and I, I don't want to disparage Groupon at all. It, it's a cool right. service for small businesses. But it was a lesson learned for me when it comes to thinking that you get a deal. And it's, the, the moral of the story is just because something's on sale doesn't mean it's a deal. Right. Uh, 
That's that's just a good rule of thumb across the board. So that was um, the most deliciously worst money I've ever spent. <laughs> I love that story, and I love how you call each other dude. <laughs> we do. We're we're dude. I, I called him homie G when I opened the door when he was out with his coworkers. Coworker kind of looked at me a little bit funny, but yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, as you know, this podcast is called Her Money Matter. So how would you finish? So it's a fill in the blank. How would you finish this sentence? Her money matters because? Because it's your money and it's your life. And if you don't have control over your money, um, you don't have control over the direction of your life. Very, very true. Very, very true. Well, thank you so much for being here, Adriana. This this is was really fun. As usual, you always make me laugh. That's why I told everybody you're just a super fun person. Uh, And tell us where, I know you're all over because you've got multiple businesses. So tell us where is the best place to find you and learn more about you. Cool. I think one of the best places to find out more about me would probably be via, um, oh, geez. (laughs) I really got to work on my website. You can find me on my website. It's uh, at Adriana Lufer, A-D-R-I-A-N-N-A. Lufer is L-U-P-H-E-R dot com. Um, and I'm going to be revamping that website, but for now, it's still my home. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at ADLufer, and I am always happy to connect. Beautiful, beautiful. And I will be sure to have that in those show notes, so that way you can have easy, easy access, access to that. So thanks, Adriana. This has been so much fun, and um, we will talk again. Okay, great, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to see and hear. I'm going to start listening to the Her Money Matters uh, podcast because I need some reminders too. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo, Adriana. Thank you so much. So I will talk to you soon. Okay, great. I told you Adriana was going to be fun, wasn't she? Now I wanted to ask you for some help because I'm having a dilemma. If you haven't been with me for a while, you don't know, but I offer free online classes or webinars from time to time. And one of the comments that I keep getting over and over is why haven't I done one in the evening? Especially for those of you that work the nine to five, it's hard to make those classes, right? Uh, And so I wanted to ask you, unfortunately, these past few months with my boys schedule in the evenings, I just, it just doesn't allow me for to do evening webinars. And right around the 9pm mark, literally, I am no good to anyone. So it's probably not a good idea to do a class or a webinar at that time. So I wanted to ask you, are you open? I'm still going to do the live webinars. Uh, during the day. And then whenever I can in the evening, I will most definitely offer that. But my question to you, are you open to recorded classes? So what I mean, what this would be, would be me recording the class ahead of time. And you would be able to choose the hour and the day of the week that you want to watch it, right? So I'm going to hold you accountable, meaning I'm not just going to send you the recording and just let you watch it whenever, but you can choose the hour and day that you want to. That way, those of you that work during the day uh, can watch it in the evening, that sort of thing. I know some people like to be there present when someone is live. Others, it doesn't matter. So I want to hear from you. Are you open uh, to a recorded class? That way I can accommodate those of you that 
work the nine to five or work the long days. Uh, so just let me know. And how you can do that, uh, you would you just go to my site. So just go to jenhempill.com forward slash vote and you just choose yes, I'm open to it. No, I'm not. This is what I like about it and this is what I don't like about it. So I would that would really, really be helpful to me if uh, you would share with me your thoughts and just cast your vote. So if you could do that. And if you haven't heard about my online classes and want to be on the notification list, on my website, you will see there's uh, some banners. So on the right of the anywhere, when you go to jenhempill.com and there are some banners and it'll say something like free online classes. Uh, so you just click there, you put your name and email, and, and once I do my next live class or recorded class, depending on what the results show uh, as well, I'll have a mixture of both, don't worry, uh, if that's if there's a good uh, indicator that recorded classes are okay with y'all. But anyway, so yeah, so just uh, go to the right, there's some... Um, It'll, it'll show free online classes and you just put your name and email and you will be notified as soon as the next one is available. So that's what I wanted your help on. That would be so great if you could just let me know what your thoughts on are on that. So it's jenhempill.com forward slash vote. All right. So I do have a little quick tip for you. I know during the interview with Adriana or Adriana, uh, you heard her speak about how automation completely helps her. So you may already be automating some of your bills, your retirement, things of that sort. And from what I see, there's not enough people that automate their savings. So if you're not doing it, do it. I want my tip here is treat your savings like a bill. So that way the bills you don't neglect, right? You, it's not optional. You want, you go ahead and pay your bills. So I want to, want you to treat your savings like a bill and you will do so much better with savings. So that is my tip today. So I want to go ahead and wrap it up and thank Adriana or Adriana (laughs) for being with us uh, today and just for being so transparent and just sharing such a great story. So be sure to check out the show notes uh, and also to where you can find Adriana at at jenhempill.com forward slash 005. That's jenhempill.com forward slash 005 as in episode five. Also, don't forget if you're enjoying this podcast, it would be means so much to me if you just take a few moments to subscribe and leave me a, re- a review in iTunes. This will make the show more visible and which translates to being able to help other women like you. So if you love the show, be sure to subscribe, leave an honest review, and that would be just It would mean so much. I really would appreciate it. So that is it for today. Thanks for joining me. And I, until next Thursday, you take care and we will see you soon. Ciao. Thank you so much for turning into this podcast all about making your money management simple and practical. The question I get most often comes down to feeling lost and having no idea where to start when it comes to taking control of your money. 
That's why I created this Jumpstart Your Money Mini Guide to help busy women like you finally start with a clean slate and take the action you need with your budget without the overwhelm. You can get it for free at jenhemphill.com. That's J-E-N-H-E-M as a mom, P-H-I-L-L.com.